0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: This is The Art of Awesome, show number
0: 207. We hunt for this perfection that we'll never find. Like, but if you can keep showing up at 90% to 95 to 99.9%, like you will be super successful. Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay now, from the beginning.
1: Welcome to the Art of Awesome. My name is Nick Troutman, and I'm a professional athlete, entrepreneur, family man, and adventure seeker. My goal is to share with you stories, knowledge, and inspiration as we continue on the journey together, searching for that secret sauce to producing awesome results in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time with me today, and let's get to it. Welcome back, everyone, to the Art of Awesome podcast. I am your host, Nick Troutman, and this is the show where we search for that secret sauce to success and the difference between the average and the awesome. Today is Monday, so we've got another deep dive interview. If you guys have been listening to the show, uh, you know Mondays we do our deep dive interviews, longer format with some phenomenal guests. And Fridays we've got our short form content, uh, quick thought of the day, tip of the day, uh, much shorter. But again, today's Monday, so we're going to dive right into it. And today I get to speak with Brandon Hepburn. Brandon has been on the show before episode 14, but, um, Brandon is a bodybuilder. He has been a part of the British paddling team, um, in the past, then got into bodybuilding, moved to Dubai. He now coaches, trains, competes in bodybuilding, and we dive into everything between mindset, sleep, recovery, Nutrition. This honestly, we we tap into so many incredible topics on this episode, and this just a phenomenal conversation. I had such a blast talking with them. Um, as a heads up, there is some um, excitement and profanity. Uh, Brandon is British and, and therefore, uh, I've, I don't know. I think sometimes the British maybe just curse a little bit more than, uh, maybe we do in North America. I'm not sure if that's actually a blanketed statement or not, but if you're in the car with uh, some young ones, you might want to listen to this one a little bit later because I'm just going to leave it raw and, and let it, uh, be unedited version. So, um, as a heads up, yeah, there, there is some profanity throughout the episode, but not too much. But uh, again, just a phenomenal conversation. I had a lot of fun talking with Brandon. I learned a ton, and honestly, I just I can't wait to share it with you guys. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. Here is Brandon Hepburn. Well, first off, Brandon, thank you so very much for joining me again back on uh, my podcast, The Art of Awesome. But we've had a couple different conversations. This is your second time on this show, and I've been on your show as well. So thanks for joining me today.
0: No, thank you. It's going to be a reoccurring thing. We'll just come up with different topics. We're like, Oh, quick. Join mine. So
1: yeah, yeah. No, it'll be perfect. And yeah, so we actually, I, I was looking it up this morning and I had you back on episode 14. Um, and so for those of you who haven't heard, I'll put uh, the link to that episode in the show notes and stuff as well, but definitely go back and check it out because I think you've got a, an incredible story. Um, But it also, it made me, it made me realize that it's been a couple years since I've had you on this episode or on, on this podcast. And, uh, instead of me doing like a quick synopsis of your story, I figured I thought about that. And then I was like, you know what? It's probably best if you kind of do your own synopsis and and just like give us the five minute version of your backstory and kind of how you went from paddling in England to being a top bodybuilder and trainer in Dubai. Go. Give us the five minute version. <laughs> um,
0: oh God, I think I uh, kayaking set it all up for me, right? Like uh, again, like someone who was it? It was one of the British guys asked me the other day, like, "What are you going to do after bodybuilding?" I'm like, "Probably kayaking." <laughs> um, at the end of the day, like, kayaking kind of just put me in the direction of, I guess, it gave me a purpose of training, it gave me structure, kind of training, and be like, oh, like the, the athlete mentality and learning a lot of that from a young age, and I was working with a supplement company throughout kind of the, the back end of kind of the kayaking phase, and they were, like, oh, come come do a photo shoot and just to update the website, sort of things like sick. Went and did that, and I was like, all these guys and girls were ripped, and I was like, fucking hell, like what do they do? And I was, uh, and they were like, oh, I'm a personal trainer. I was like, cool. So you get paid to train people, and then I can keep kayaking still. Amazing. I'm going to sign up for that. Um, so purely selfishly, that's how I got into it, and then it just naturally transitioned. I just naturally spent more time in the gym. um, And then kayaking kind of just, again, kind of just dropped off kind of, I guess that priority list in a sense. And then I just ended up in the gym all the time. And then one thing led to a next of progression through any kind of career. Um, I ended up doing like a first kind of like junior physique kind of little bodybuilding show. And then that scaled into a little bit more advanced one. Then I did a bunch of photo shoots. Then I moved to London, then COVID, then I went online. And then I live in Dubai. (laughs) I don't even know how it happened. Um, (laughs) Came out here for a two week trip because the gyms were open. That was literally the only reason I came out here. And um, that was it. I was like, cool, this place isn't really like all, it was not gold and dust and Lamborghinis. It's not that bad. Um, So cool, I'm gonna come out there and
1: I haven't left since. And this is my third year here. So that's pretty much where we're at. (laughs) That's awesome! I love that story. That's you. You woke up in Dubai because that's where the gyms were open. That's pretty amazing. Uh, I still haven't been over there, so maybe I'll have to come give you a visit at some point. But um, I also wanted to kind of dive into um, the health and diet side of it all, because because when you had me on your show uh, recently, and I want I want to get the the title right. Is it is it the One Percent Podcast or One Percent Better Podcast? One percent podcast, yeah. One percent podcast. Okay, um, and we we were kind of talking about some, um, and and by the way, you also did an amazing thing, and and you set me up with like a whole meal prep and and diet program. So that's awesome, and and we'll kind of dive into how maybe people can sign up for that later. But um, when we were talking on on your show about different training and and mental side of stuff. Uh, there was something that you had mentioned that I thought just totally blew my mind and, and it turned my world upside down. And it was something along the lines of you said um, that you don't actually build muscle in the gym, but it's when you're like on the couch resting. And, and I kind of like, one, it it really like flipped my, my thought process on a couple different things. But I'd love for you to kind of... Um, dive into that a little bit and and explain maybe what you mean by that for um, the listeners that didn't hear it in full context. Um, but yeah, kind of explain how, how it's not always in the gym where you're actually building the muscle, but that's where you're kind of breaking it and, and resting is maybe where it's more built. Yeah.
0: So I, I'd love to sit here and say I'm the most scientific person in the world um, and give you all these terminology. I'm a really basic coach in a sense. So I'm like, very much is like, cool, just do this over and over again and you'll get better at it. And I know very simple science, but I'm not in depth with it. So if you want more science, I can send you links and things like that to go into scientific studies and things like that. But the moral of it is obviously when we're in a gym, the idea is to break down muscle fibers. So this is why we really focus on, like this is why you beast yourself training in a sense. Mm -hmm. So no matter what you do, like on a basketball court, in a kayak or like whatever you do, sprinting, you absolutely pummel yourself. That's the idea to kind of get to, in a sense, damage the body to push it past its limits and all this sort of stuff. So it's exactly the same in the gym. And this is why we put a lot of emphasis on tempo and control when you train. So obviously, like if I do like a bicep curl, you want to stretch the muscle fibers. So you want to go slow and stretch and damage them. Mm. So you want to almost break these muscle fibers that is the idea we want to traumatize muscle we want to stimulate muscle so then when we do rest and we do recover these muscle fibers stack up on each other and they build up because they're like man this motherfucker keeps doing this to me and like (laughs) keeps beating me so like the only way that we can do this is for the muscle to build more fibers and get stronger and stronger because like he's gonna do this again in a week's time or in a couple of days time so we need to get ready for it so actually like we at the end of the day in the gym you break down muscle fiber and then when you rest you recover you sleep you eat and things like that you are fueling the body again to replenish it and to almost put fuel back into the into the car sort of thing to get ready for doing it again and that's pretty much the simple concept of it really um that's all it comes down to um so a lot of the time with training and things like that you'll notice this from like again from kayaking like When you're on the river for, for example, you do like a a long session, you might do multiple sessions in the day and you might wake up the next day and feel a bit more fatigued. That is the Mm -hmm. body's way of saying like, actually you need a little bit more rest. We're not quite ready for this. So when it comes down to bodybuilding, generally, like you don't like, sounds really bad. Like I can write anyone a training program and it can be pretty average. Doesn't have to be amazing. As long as the person's consistently good at it, that's fine the biggest thing then is to make sure that they can rest recover and keep performing it better and better and better. That's the concept. So actually like we play a lot of emphasis on rest and recovery more than anything else, which is mentally hard to do. Uh, yeah. It's like, well, we're not doing anything. So it's like, right, put your feet up and rest. Like I don't need you moving today. You just sit at your laptop, do your work and eat. And you're like, Oh, it sounds so counterproductive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially for someone like myself that is um, somewhat ADD, and um, I get like just easily distracted for sure. And also, like if you give me a moment of rest, I'm just gonna fill it, fill that void with like activity of some sort. Do you know what I mean? And and if I'm like focused on, you know, getting in better physical shape. My thought is like, okay, if I've got a moment, like, okay, I'm just going to go throw it, like do a quick battle rope or go for a jog or go, like, I'm just always going to do something. And so the idea of actually like sitting there resting and not just resting, but like eating and and trying to like refuel the body, it it makes perfect sense in context. But like in, in reality, it's so hard for myself uh, to do that sometimes because I'm just like, no, go, 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 go. So I guess on the flip side of that, because I totally get like the how that works and how, you know, you need to refuel. Can you just like, is there a way, a version where you just like push through it? Or is the idea that like pushing through it is actually prolonging it because you're just, you're never actually able to recover and build properly?
0: there's a it's that horrible thing there's a fine line so i think it's very important to step over the line i think you need to step over the line multiple times to think oh, shit that was too much because mm-hmm. uh, you'll know like at the end of the day like when you start to train and look after what you eat and what you do in any sport you start to learn your body extremely well um like again like a prime example was that i didn't sleep very well last night um i texted my coach this morning and said do I literally got about three hours good sleep just because it was just a crap night's sleep. And he literally said, do not train today. Do not do cardio. Take the day's rest. Because I know if I went in and trained, the performance would not be there. Right. So it's, it's, it's irrelevant. So yeah. like I could go in and train today, but it would set me back potentially another two to three days. But when I can go back in tomorrow, the next day and feel perfectly fine. Right. So it's looking at, you'll know this from any sport or anything we do in life. The person that can do it the longest wins Mm -hmm. and that's kind
1: of what we're in the game for and by long you mean like longevity as in over time not longest as in like single session at the gym yeah
0: like years
1: (laughs) right exactly yeah
0: yeah and that's that's literally what it comes down to because like at the end of the day i have a goal at the end of 2024 i could push myself and absolutely beast myself but it gets to a point where you keep stepping over that line where the body just doesn't respond. It's just, it's like, stop, you need to rest. And you'll do this from like anything. Like when you're traveling a lot or when you do loads of flights, anyone can get this. When you're moving around a lot, people get run down, they get ill. And there's the body's way of saying like, you need to stop. I think body's very good at saying, put the brakes on. And we're, I think The world that we live in now we're just very good at. we have lots of supplementation we have lots of medication we have all this sort of things to put a plaster over the wound when actually we just need to do the very simple things and it's stop eat recover put your feet up and the thing that i've done a lot better not long over the last six months is that i've seen the result that happens when you rest Mm -hmm. more so again mentally i'm like i get better ideas when i rest when i'm a bit more fresher and again i'm like oh my god i'm performing a lot better and my body responds amazingly well so you're like shit this resting thing works (laughs) like so i think it's just important to step over the line and um you'll find that balance like quote unquote balance but you'll keep stepping over the line 100 like all the time you'll step over it and then you're like shit too much but it's important to do that if you want, like, I and mean, then we said it, to to get where you need to be, you have to get uncomfortable, and that does require you getting over the line sometimes.
1: Yeah, the other interesting thing about rest that that I think sometimes is, um, not even necessarily taken into account, and and I've recognized this through my own personal experience, <clears throat> and I was actually talking. Uh, we just had the U.S. Uh, team trials here in Columbus uh, a week ago or something. And I was talking with some juniors about this exactly this exact thing. And it was um, that like even when you think you can go out there and and train for hours and hours because these guys were going and they were doing like, you know, four to seven hours a day. And I'm like, whoa, 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 like hold up. Like how about we go for like 45 minutes to an hour and a half Uh, or like really try to do, how about we try two sessions of like 45 minutes to an hour max. Um, and they were kind of just like shocked that I was even suggesting that they're like, no, I was thinking we'd come out. Like I brought a, I brought a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm good for the entire day. And I'm like, okay. And, and so there's the, like the physical part of like actually getting worn down and, and, and your body physically needing to rest and, and recover. But the other thought, the other thing that I've kind of recognized was that, um, the more that you get exhausted, um, the more that you're not doing the perfect reps or the perfect, you know, technique. And then you start building on this like negative doubt of being like, oh, I'm going to just keep going until I get this thing right. But but each time you go, you're now just more and more exhausted and it, you're less likely to get it perfect that you want. And so you, you kind of go down what I call this like um, downward spiral of just like you're getting worse because you're more exhausted, but you're also getting, um, you're like building more doubt and And at the same point, you're, you're not going to give up until you get it perfect. And it's this like never ending spiral. And then you usually like finish the session just being like frustrated and be like, fine, I've been out here for hours and now I'm just going to leave all, you know, frustrated and pissed off when literally you could have left like the juniors that I was, you know, working with, they had like an incredible first session and then the second session definitely went downhill and and I was like guys I think we're exhausted and they're like no 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 I just had a a Red Bull energy drink like I'm good to go and I'm like no I I can tell like you're exhausted like let's just take a breath a break and uh and kind of focus on on the success that we had on our first session because for me anyway I just I find that negative um that doubt or mindset kind of creeps in and it starts to like um affect all the Prog- the progress and and the progression that you had earlier, um, and, and I don't know if that's the same for you in the gym or not. Be- I was, gonna, I, mean, I think it's life. Like yeah. generally,
0: everything we do in life, from business, from even spending time. Like again, like you could spend seven hours with your kids, like, but was it good seven hours? Was it a right. good quality seven hours? Yeah. I'm like, well, no, like, but actually, like, you could be on your phone for six of those hours, and then you spend twenty minutes of great time with them yeah so this can be related to kind of in anything we do in life and i remember doing that on the water i was like just one more ride one more ride and you're like mm-hmm. you, it's freaking cold it's it you start to like drop off energy and you're like you know you're tired like you literally know it even it, when they're juniors like we know it because you're just like and you paddle straight, and then you get caught in your edge you know like, oh, you're a bit more fatigue coming into the eddy and just all these little mistakes start to happen yeah um and it's exactly the same i think this is when like structure comes really important like if i didn't have a training program and i, I didn't relay this information back to my coach on my recovery and things like that, that plan would get changed. Mm -hmm. So like people talk about three sets on certain movements, like I physically can't do three sets. Like three sets is like the bodybuilding thing Like I can't do it. So I literally on some things, most things I do is two, because I know if I did three, I would not be able to recover to perform as well as I need to the next day Hmm. because it's too much volume is too much. um so that's i i think it's but again when it comes down to juniors i think it's i wish i wish we had that energy again (laughs) but um but i think that's the difference when you're in it the long time you know it's just anything it's you just become more optimal as an athlete over time Mm -hmm. and you know you just start to learn that more isn't better (laughs) Yeah, it's that simple and like we hunt for this perfection that we'll never find Like, but if you can keep showing up at 90% to 95 to 99.9%, like you will be super successful. Like that's it because you can consistently can stay there, but you can't consistently stay at hundred percent. So it's almost irrelevant. Like, even if you go, imagine if like they talk about top athletes, if you can go be a top athlete, but you keep showing up at 95%, the chances are you probably will beat most of the people because you can longevity do it over time. Mm -hmm. And actually like, everyone else is trying to peak at a hundred percent but if you can keep coming at 95 and then one day you come in at 99.9 you're gonna you're gonna win (laughs) like at life that's literally what it comes down to
1: i also think that too that like what you had said about just the longevity of it all um there i mean i think i think we talked about it on your podcast too but that I live by this this quote that I don't even know where I heard it. I, I kind of don't think I made it up. So I'm I'm sure I heard it somewhere. But like that if you just never quit, you cannot lose. You know what I mean? Like at some point along the journey, you will eventually win. So just like keep going. And um
0: what's up? someone said that the other day. I listened to it in an audiobook. It was um so again, it's probably not he probably didn't invent it. It might have been new to me I should copyright it. Um <laughs> Oh, who is it? It was, he, he was really successful business owner. I'll send it yeah. to you afterwards, but okay. yeah, it's the same. Yeah. go on, carry on.
1: No, no, no. I was just going to say that like, and, and I look at, um, you know, tons of different athletes upon different sports and stuff. And, and it really just comes to the, the fact that you, you can, you can go for that hundred percent or you, you hear some people too. They're like, Oh, I'm, I'm giving 110%. I'm like, Oh, you can do that. But eventually like, you're going to get burned out. You can't give 110% on end for just decades. You know what I mean? Like eventually you just need to like, you need to find that sweet spot. And, um, I, I remember when I was young, when I was, a, I uh, I was either still a junior or I had like, you know, maybe early, early twenties. And I was definitely like just burning the candle at both ends. Like Probably training super hard all day, every day, and then still probably in the, like, party stage and staying up and partying, which I don't think is healthy for your body in the first place, but definitely, like, just no sleep. And uh, and I remember, like, one at one point, I just got savagely sick and thought I had, like, mono or something like that. Like, my body just literally gave in. And I think I slept for like 24 hours straight, like while I was sick and all I could drink for like a week was like some Gatorade and just like try to like put some electrolytes in my body. And then after that, I was like, okay, I need to figure out this whole balance of like training and sleep and rest recovery and stuff like that. So it's uh it's a fine line. And I, and I'm sure, you know, to every, each person is probably a little bit different, but, um, but that's just kind of how it is. And you've got to figure that out for your own a little bit. And like what you said, you push over that line and then you figure out where that is and you pull it back a little bit and you push over again and you pull it back and you try to like, I don't know, you're, you're kind of playing with that fine line of where that balance is of rest, recovery and pushing. Yeah. I think there's like,
0: I guess this is down to a bit of an era thing as well. Like I think definitely maybe like I guess my, maybe a little bit younger than me. So like kind of mid twenties, like I'm 27. So maybe mid twenties, maybe a little bit younger. I think there's so much knowledge out there and of scientific knowledge that we have now on all sports on mm-hmm. all, even when it comes down to business, like you need to be doing this because this is the most optimal way. The problem is, is that all of these people that are writing these optimal ways did not start off by doing it optimal.
1: <laughs> so right.
0: I i think it's really important to bury yourself often like Mm -hmm. there's loads of like i can relate this to bodybuilding there's the best bodybuilders on the planet have shit form (laughs) like 90 percent of the time but who's to say they're wrong because they have the most muscle than any other human being on the planet right so you're like cool genetically yes very gifted We're not we can't take away genetics but i think it's very important to bury yourself like you said burn the candle at both ends i think it's so important to hit burnout to hit rock bottom to hit real fatigue to understand like that's what i feel like because loads of people are coming now doing like, i need to be the most optimal perfect human being on the planet without even having all this shit go on like that's how you learn mm-hmm. so i think it's really important to hit burnouts to hit these ultimate like fatigue and not rest and not sleep and you know, rest when you're dead sort of shit, like mentality. Yeah. I think it's important to do that. And then you earn the right to be like, yeah, don't do that, buddy. Cause I used to do that. And you <laughs> learn from your makes.
1: <laughs> I, I hear that a lot in the like entrepreneurial space too, of like, there was definitely a whole period where it was like hustle culture, like, you know, sleep, sleep when you're dead or rest when you're dead, like just get after it, hustle, hustle, hustle. And now, you know, with a lot of the science, you know, especially ab- about sleep that has come out in the recent years, everybody's like, whoa, like, no, you sleep is really important. And trust me, I a thousand percent agree with it. Um, but, but like what you said, like, I think it's also good for someone to like, to, you know, burn the candle at both ends to figure out where that, where that end is. Do you know what I mean? At some point you're like, okay, whoa, that was too much. I need to like tone it back and I need to rest and recover. Um, I think it's a little bit with, with health too, with just like Everything in life, like we know, and maybe I'm totally wrong on all this aspect too, but, but we know where all the, like, what healthy eating looks like, what rest recovery, what healthy sleep, all that stuff looks like. But but we also don't know where genetics falls into play for it. Do you know what I mean? So maybe some people, like EJ, EJ is 59. He's about to turn 60. Actually, he just turned 59. So in a year, he'll, he'll turn 60. We'll skip and, a year. yeah, yeah and uh he like loves mcdonald's and swears by it and is like always crushing mcdonald's and just i would say he is very healthy in the sense that he like is active and works out a ton and i mean there's few people that are 59 or in their 60s that look physically like he does like he's a beast um but for him he's just like no you know i do what i do and this is and you know, he he lives by this mentality of like, oh, you need to you need to eat unhealthy to give your stomach um, a workout as well. I personally don't don't. I don't. I don't uh, fall by that same uh, mindset. Uh, I think that there's actually probably healthy things um, that your body can consume, and things that are probably unhealthy for your body. But the point being that whether it be genetics, whether it be simply his mindset that pushes him through it, or whether it be that enough physical exercise and activity, um, you know, overweighs the the healthy um, eating habits or whatever hard to say, but, but you kinda, you have to go for it and, and figure out like where it is for you. Do you know what I mean? For other people, I, you I, I mean, I don't know. There's uh like maybe you can eat super healthy but you're still gaining weight, maybe because you're eating too much or something, you know what I mean? Or, or you're not being active enough. So it's, you're kind of like, I think everybody has to figure out where that fine line is for themselves. And, um, for, for you, like, again, you kind of created a, a meal plan for, for me. Um, and, and I'm guessing you do this for like a lot of different, um, people that you coach and, and teach, or maybe, maybe you just did that for me. I'm not sure. Is that like something that you usually offer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So like, I kind of, I guess kind of like going back, you, you hit a really good one kind of with entrepreneurial. Cause obviously I guess your podcasts have a different variety of people as well like that, but there's obviously we had that kind of hustle mentality, which is great. And I do think you have to, I do think you need to put in that groundwork for a good couple of years, hundred percent. You need to like, whatever you want to do in life, you have to bust your ass to earn the right to chill out a little bit more later down in life. Or when you built that foundation and people, you hire staff to come and help you out to give you more time back, you do believe you have to wear all the hats first and then mm-hmm. earn the right to. But then again, I think society is going down the different spectrum now. Now we know a lot more about mental health. I think people are very much quick to be like, oh, my mental health, oh, my mental mm-hmm. health. Um, my, my, I need to feel more body conscious or body health. I'm like, oh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But there's a point where you can't use this as like the reason why you need to fucking show up sometimes. Sort of thing like oh I'm just listening to my body I'm like if we listen to our bodies I'll be eating Ben and Jerry's every night buddy (laughs) So like I'm not Going to listen to my body like it doesn't need Ben And Jerry's every night emotionally yeah like I fucking love Ben and Jerry's every night But it's not going to get me to where I need to so we do Need to be like no in order for me to achieve X Y and Z in life I do need To make sacrifices Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's again it's just that World we live in now where it's just that yin and yang Sort of thing Um, and it's about finding Out where you the problem is stop listening to a lot of it, to be honest, (laughs) like stop listening to a lot of the social media stuff, just stay true to you. You'll find out what works for you. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to, I guess like the meal plan structures and things like that, the nutritional side of things at the end of the day, like my job as a coach is to make sure that every individual is unique EJ, very unique, right? Obviously Mm -hmm. you can get away with mashing down McDonald's and things like that. For me, like I probably couldn't um, just because like I have a different digestive digestive system than him. Like I'm going to absorb mm-hmm. different foods than him differently. Um, Again, like genetics plays a big role in a lot of this and our lifestyle factors as well. Like just coming down to like, does someone have carry more stress or than the other person? So then actually when they're more stressed, they're going to absorb nutrients very differently or not absorb them as well. Um, Again, like if someone's like, like some people like to have, I don't know, like cocoa pops and things like that before they train that works really well for them. Like for me, I'm a bit more of a fruit guy, like oats and fruit and things like that. I feel like fructose has a better effect on me. So it all comes down to producing a plan that number one, the individual enjoys. I think that's the most important thing that someone enjoys their food. Um, Number two, that actually it digests well, like we, we overlook digestion a lot. Like bloating is not a normal thing. Like, well, it's, right. it's normal, but it's not, you shouldn't be bloated every day and things like that. So that means you're digesting something that your body cannot break down and absorb properly. So we need mm-hmm. to be looking at digestion as one. So our body's utilizing everything that it eats and consumes. Um, you could do that with someone. I could give like, if someone wants to gain weight, cool, here's 5,000 calories, just eat this every day. But he might have the shits. Like he might just actually have diarrhea. (laughs) He might not be able to process any of it. So actually like, well, where's that 5,000 calories actually going? Is it doing any quality at all? Instead, let's eat 2,000, 3,000 calories, different food sources, but we utilize every single one of them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it's kind of just making sure that the individual can utilize the foods extremely well, enjoy the foods extremely well and perform well. And as soon as those come down, you'll have results. That's it. And a lot of time, like I went through a phase where I could eat oats like really comfortably. And then all of a sudden I started getting a bit bloated from them. I was like, Oh, that's weird. So then all I did is I just went to gluten-free oats, not an issue. So I did that for a year. I was like, Oh, let me just try normal oats again. Absolutely fine. So again, I think our body goes through just changes alone. Um, this could be age, this could be genetics, this could be environmental, who knows? Um,
1: I think, too, on top of that, like just to add in, because I, I dealt with some like some weird histamine stuff where certain foods were definitely not dealing like my body just wouldn't deal with it. And I had eaten or consumed that, you know, for years, my entire life. Um, and I also did had this thing where I would have uh, full body hives. And so I had to I did all these tests, pretty much did like every battery of tests that you could possibly do on the human body. And and uh they came to the conclusion that I pretty much couldn't eat anything. Like I was allergic to like almost everything out there. And, and I was like, man, this kind of sucks. And so I stopped eating all the stuff that I wasn't supposed to eat. And I did that for like a year or two or two and a half or something like that. And then I was just like, you know what? I, I think it was actually after talking with you, because I was saying how I was like allergic to almonds and, and that was like one of my favorite foods. And you were like, yeah, I kind of doubt that you're, or maybe it wasn't that, it was the spinach. The spinach is what you told me. You're like, I kind of doubt you're allergic to spinach. Like you should probably just eat spinach. And and I tried eating some, like reintroducing a lot of these foods again, and, and everything was fine. Just like how it was before, and I didn't have the hives again. And so I, I went to another guy who was. Uh, it was actually like a, um, Eastern Chinese medical doctor for the most part, and he was like telling me like how it was probably stress. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder it really, like I was stressed during this periods and, and, you know, really tried to not be stressed now. And, and so, you know, I wonder how much stress alone, like what you had mentioned earlier could involve with different things or, or just could interact with different foods differently or whatever. And so, yeah, the body's, yeah, it's an incredible thing.
0: Stress is one of those things that like, you learn this a lot from bodybuilding. So Mm -hmm. So say you're close to the stage in a sense. So say, for example, you're about to get on stage in two weeks time, the job at two weeks, you're two weeks out. You shouldn't really have much work to do. So you really shouldn't have much body fat to lose. The operation then is to reduce stress and inflammation.
1: Mm.
0: So a lot of it is to do less training. So you eliminate potentially a lot of the cardio you do. You're already doing a lot. You're, you're not eating much food and things like that. So actually from that point on, you start to get rid of the cardio. You start to eat more food. You start to reduce the inflammation. And by doing that, number one, psychologically, the, the individual's going, thank fuck I get to eat. I don't have to train as hard. I don't have to do this. So the body just goes, whew. So straight away, cortisol levels come down. So then yeah. the body's like, well, oh, I'm not stressed. So then it just responds. And then you're like, oh my God. Then sometimes it's like, You're eating more, you're getting leaner. Now we need to eat more and more and more because you've been dieting for 20 weeks. You're in this deep hole that we need to get you out to freshen up the muscles, to put more glycogen into muscles. So it makes it really pop now. So stress plays just this huge, huge role. And again, like when people are stressed out their mind, they're not going to be able to drop body fat as effectively. They're not going to be able to perform. They're not going to be able to sleep. We know. So, like, if someone comes to me and they're like, oh man, I eat this and I train like this and things like that, but I'm not seeing the results. I don't care what you eat. I don't care what you train. I don't give a shit about any of that. I'm like, how's your sleep? How's your stress levels? Do you drink enough water? How's your family life? How's things like that? Let's focus on that. Oh, you know, I just broken up with my girlfriend and, you know, like I'm only sleeping for. I'm like, your issue isn't food and training, buddy. <laughs> like, yep. we need to focus on your life before we focus on all the fancy shit that everyone wants the answers to. So, and we know this, like, we know when we, when we don't have stress, we feel great. And when yeah. we feel stressed, yeah. we start to feel anxious. We start to feel a little bit worried. We feel pressure, we feel like we need to deliver. We do silly things. We make silly mistakes. Like that's it. So stress is that big thing. Like, and that's pretty much like, this is why, again, like we have sports psychologists and we work like, you see it from basketball. Like they dive deep in down to how to make you relax, how to be in the moment and things like that. So stress and all the kind of like the hormonal side of things that come from it is bigger than people could ever believe. Even for me, even yeah. for me, like yeah. I know it's so important and I'm only like, I think it's important by like 40% when really it's way more important than that. Uh,
1: have you ever read uh, the book, Thinking Body, Dancing Mind? Have you ever heard of that? Dude, I'm going to, it's, it's one of the best. It's amazing. Um, um Jerry jerry gosh what is his last name it's on the tip of my tongue anyway um he he actually worked with uh with you know the chicago bulls and and when michael was there and all sorts of like awesome basketball teams he's done gosh i couldn't even tell you like how many world championships national championships olympic medals that he's like helped coach with and stuff like that but a lot um and he kind of goes with this like Zen mentality, and same thing. It's a lot of just like trying to calm the mind to to allow the body to perform at its peak. Um, for from your experience, whether it be bodybuilding competitions or whether it be kayaking competitions or even just coaching other athletes or, or different things like that, where do you think that um, mindset, physical training? Um, lifestyle and diet kind of all play like clearly they all play a, a part do you have any idea of like how much you would weigh each of them individually
0: i would weigh lifestyle and environment probably above anything else
1: really interesting
0: yeah just purely from the factors cuz really so we can training we can kind of eliminate because it's kind of like all right so say for example just basic gym training if someone trains five days a week. That's probably the max that people should be training anyway. Some people Mm -hmm. train six days a week. Great. So let's just say that's six hours, let's say that's seven hours, maybe eight hours of your week. That's one night's sleep. So it's really not much time at all. And eight hours of training is not that much time at all. So we can eliminate that eating. All right, cool. So that's three to four meals a day for each people. Let's say it takes 15 minutes to cook a meal and 15 minutes to eat it. It's not much time in the day. Mm-hmm. but then you're living like, who are you living with? Where are you working Where for the six, to nine hours a day? You're always doing overtime and things yeah. like that. I think lifestyle plays a massive role in more than we can. People talk about your environment is so important. Your circle, who's in your circle. Where's your energy? If you hang around with five millionaires, you'll be the sixth. If you hang around with five smokers, you'll be the sixth, mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff it's it's true it's it really true <clears throat> yeah. and the reason yeah. why i generally believe that people don't achieve their physical goals their career goals and things like that is because of their lifestyle if i'm completely honest because it's the scariest and hardest thing to change training super easy to change new training program new gym cool diet go to the supermarket pick up something a little bit different your life i can't get rid of my mum. i can't get rid of my sister um right you have to make the decision is this relationship the right relationship for you emotionally this is going to hurt if you have to end it or whatever it is Mm -hmm. doing Mm -hmm. those big things to protect or friends like i'm your mate you're my best mate but you're not moving in the direction that i need to go in so you're holding me back so i only need to see you once a week for a coffee instead of every day playing playstation for two hours whatever that is. So I think lifestyle is the hardest thing to change. And it's one of the biggest ones that we do need to change in order to progress in life. And I think it's absolutely fine for you to, uh, I think it was, my mom says this really like funny quote, you have friends for a season, friends for a lifetime or friends for something else. And it's very true. I think you have people that come up into your life for a purpose and then they might leave, or you've got that old friend that you've known for 20 years and you pick up the phone, no matter what, Think it's very important because at the end of the day like we're designed to grow through life and people will come and go throughout that journey and that's absolutely fine yeah so it's at, like i think it's just like cool like, i might turn around to be like i'm done with this i'm done with coaching done with bodybuilding whatever what's my next thing and then my circle of environment will completely change yep so i think i'd always assess like i tried to as a coach is very hard but to look at the lifestyle before anything else because like I can sit and write an average training program, like really average, like really like you can go on Google and download it sort of thing. Like all I need you to do with the training is be consistent with it and get better at it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Diet, tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Eat a little bit more, eat a little bit less. That's it.
1: Yeah. And the the lifestyle, like like what you're saying there, the lifestyle matters the most though, because like if you have – if you know, if you go to the gym, we tweak some some workouts, some techniques, whatever. You tweak your diet, whatever, and tweak your sleep. All of those things are going to have great, you know, impact. But what's going to have the biggest impact is the twelve hours a day that you're hanging out with friends or family members that are either like um, encouraging your goals. Or discouraging your goals. Do you know what I mean? Like there's there is nothing, there is no training, no diet, no sleep program that's gonna help you if your spouse is just telling you every day, Why are you eating that food? Why are you working out so much? Why do you believe you could do that thing? You're never gonna be there, you're never gonna do it. Like that alone, that's gonna crush you way more than any diet, uh, than any food, than any gym workout is ever going to do. Do you know what I mean? So whether it be family members, friends, uh, relationship, any of that kind of stuff, you need to get around people that are encouraging you, that believe in you more than than uh, than trying to lift, you know, just a couple more weights or eat a little more or eat a little less or whatever. Yeah,
0: and it's super hard. Like anyone listens to this, it's, it's really hard because – those people are hard to find. And yeah. when you are a very, like, I guess like this is what I love about podcasts and things like that is cause like, we don't talk to like, the reason why podcasts are great is cause you get special people on them or special inspiring people or people that are good at what they do. I don't mean this in a horrible way, but you don't just get average Joe's making and being on podcasts. Um, so it's, it's a really hard thing to do because it's, you have to like have that epiphany moment to look at your life and give yourself a slap and be like, fucking hell this, these people aren't for me. And it's that, it's that harsh talk that you have to have. And honestly, I only can sit and say this now because over the last six months and eight months, I've had to do that. And it was like, It was amazing when the decision was made, but also it was just like, okay, like this is, and it feels very lonely at times Mm -hmm. and things like that. But the decision is hard in the moment. But again, we talk about that long term effect, but the long term effect is going to be phenomenal.
1: Yeah. And I think, too, for the people out there that maybe, They want change or they want that positive, you know, uh, encouragement or that inspiration in their life, but they don't have the people or they can't necessarily find the people in the moment. I think that's another great thing that podcasts or books or videos can help with is they, you can, if you don't have that person uh, around you that's like encouraging you for, for, you know, eight hours of your day or one hour of your day or whatever it is, throw on like, like a, an encouraging podcast or an encouraging YouTube video or or something of the sort, you know what I mean? Like you can get the same information coming through your ears or read a book that's, that's you know, inspiring or encouraging. Like you can get it uh, if you can't find it. And then I think too, just I'm a believer of the, you know, law of attraction as well. And, and I think the more that you kind of, you just have a, a deep-seated desire of like, okay, this is the the kind of people that I want in my life you're just going to attract them eventually. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, I think it's just going to happen regardless. Like it, it life is just, I don't know. It, it's mysterious that way. But but I think your energy will attract people of similar energies.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, 100%. And I think it, it sounds like I turn to like, I always think social media is the most amazing thing on the planet. And obviously it can be the worst, right? But I'll always give it as much positive as I can because it's built me a job. It's built me a career because of it. It's allowed me to reach more. And honestly, um, I all my best friends now, my, have, I've made through f- f- social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's really easy. It's almost like, cool, Like you can literally pick who you want to talk to. This person seems really cool. Talk to them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Just message yep. them. Um, and 99% of the time, people actually are quite good human beings. They will reply to you um so don't be afraid like to reach out to people like again like is the same with podcasts it's not it's not easy you have to go in right hey um do you want to do a podcast with me like sort of thing (laughs) it takes quite a little bit of balls just to send someone to just jump on a podcast with you so don't be afraid to reach out to people and i guess i guess be transparent and things like that because like I'll always try and take it as a compliment. If someone messages me and says something nice or someone says like, oh, I'm like, cool. That means like you, we're on the same wavelength, buddy. Like you understand me, which is cool because yeah. not many people do.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I think um, there, there's another thing that I – that I uh, do you remember Billy Harris? Do you know who that is? He was a Canadian guy uh, and he definitely coached me and trained me and, and mentored me when I was young. And early on in life, he told me this and I have literally – I have believed it ever since I was probably 14 years old. And it was something along the lines of like whether it be getting sponsors or whether it be really I apply it for pretty much anything in life where it's like the worst thing that's going to happen is they say no. So like go ahead and just like go for it, ask the questions ask for help ask for to reach out what like whatever it might be like i have reached out to some incredible individuals through this podcast and and i've gotten so many people like yourself um that i've gotten on here that i'm like i wouldn't have thought so but by just reaching out and asking you your way the answer is always no if you never ask do you know what i mean um and and it's the same with any goal that you have in life do you know what i mean like you're never going to achieve any goal unless you try it elon musk is certainly not getting to mars if he's just not even going to try to go to mars i'm not saying he is or isn't i think it's super cool that he's at least going for it
0: that's it but he's the only (laughs) one willing to try so i'm like go for it bro so yeah
1: yeah you're certainly going to get the closest (laughs) no one else is doing it so it's great
0: but it's so true it's like there was a really good, it's the same with fear. Um, there was a really good thing with fear. It's like, um, we need to change the definition of fear sort of thing. So like the fear is like, if you're attacking your goals and you fail, cool, whatever. Like that's absolutely fine. Fear is when you don't even try. Mm-hmm. That's literally how it needs to be like, cool. Like if you keep trying, like, don't be scared of keep trying. The biggest fears you have, is if you just turn around and almost right regret and you didn't try. That's yeah. when you should be ashamed. That's when that, that's real fear sort yeah. of thing. it's the same, like, it's, I don't know, like, <laughs> like if you walk into a bar and you want to ask someone out, just like, just go ask their number and talk to them.
1: Yeah.
0: They'll either yeah. say fuck off or be like, oh, well, you actually have the balls to walk up to someone in a bar and actually ask them out and you'll have respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so however you want to see it, but it's, it's very true. It's just, I think it's just, it's just do it. It's just do it. Like it's the only way, you know, it's like, take action. Like, loads of people. Oh, I think, um, I don't know where I, s- I heard it or I said it. It's like, we can all get in a car and we can punch in the sat nav to tell us where we want to go. And mm-hmm. then we're like, right. You need to sit right here and left here. Perfect. We have the perfect clarity to how to get to our destination. Awesome. But we still have to drive the car. So you still have to do something to get there. Um, and it's a, <laughs> quite like the analogy to be honest. I'm like, cool. We all know how to get there, but now you just got to wake up and drive the car.
1: Yeah, there's there's a, there's a, a quote by J.K. Rowling, and I just looked it up um, that that I absolutely love, and it's it's about like failure or or fear or or anything like that. And, and her quote goes: "It is impossible to live without falling, or sorry, it is impossible to live without failing at something, unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all. In which case, you fail by default. So." I think that's such a great way of just like reminding ourselves to like go for it because if we're living so cautious that we're not even trying because we're worried about failure like that is failure by default already. So go ahead and try because likely like most often the worst is is just the answer is no. And you move on. It's not so bad. And you live and you learn and, and maybe it's better next time. And maybe you do that enough times you're not gonna get no anymore because you have improved your your pitch or your your way of approaching, you know, uh, a person that you wanna you wanna date or any or, or like a job interview, like anything. You you get enough no's, you get enough like so-called quote unquote failures, you're gonna learn. How to do them better. And eventually you get it right. And you eventually you start getting yeses. And then that starts having the snowball effect. And then it's like, yes, as always. And then I don't know, dude, it just life takes off. So I, I highly encourage people.
0: Yeah. Know, life, you're always going to get more no's and more failures. Mm-hmm. But then that one yes and that one success, you're like, oh, so worth it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. That
0: exactly. was just so worth it. It's very easy to look at the. We're so like human, humans, we're very easy to look at the the negatives on everything on day to day. And I feel like me and you could bounce back quotes left, right and center. But like there's, I think it's, it's like something like there's $86,000 in your bank account or mm-hmm. something along those lines. And someone steals $10 and you're like, sorry, i have still got 85990 whatever that is. And it's like, cool. So why would you let someone's 10 seconds affect the rest of your day? And it just refers to how many seconds there are in the day. Yep. So it's been like, yeah, there's loads of negatives. There's loads of punches that we're going to get, but like, all we need is that one. Yes. And that can just lift us up. And that's Mm -hmm. all we need. So it's just just keep slugging. That's all it is like with anything. It's like, keep training, keep pushing hard, whatever that is, keep eating well and the compounding effect will build up.
1: Yeah. Brandon, I feel like I could talk with you for hours as always. This is amazing. You and I definitely, I feel like we're on very similar wavelengths for sure within life and just growth and, uh, I don't know whether it be the pursuit of happiness or just the pursuit of... Maybe it's the pursuit of 1% better, like your podcast. 1% better than we were yesterday. Um, the, ironically, I thought I was going to bring you on and talk mainly about like health and diet. And we talked mainly about mindset and and just growth and achievement so this has been absolutely amazing i'm going to move us on to the next part of the show that i call the fire round i've asked you these uh these questions before but it's a couple years ago so we'll see if any of them different yeah I, i remember uh well, actually, the the first question is like, do you have a quote or a quote that you live by? We've talked about many quotes today. So uh, do, are any one particular uh, your favorite or is there one that you would say you apply to your life more than any of the others?
0: Um, I'd probably honestly just try and say, obviously, the, my podcast is named after it, but it is just 1% every day. Like again, I've got it like tattooed on my neck and things like that, just 1%. And I, again, just, I just think just keep going just keep going every day try and take one step forward one step forward and you will get there um and it's i think it's just the easiest thing to live by
1: just try and be a bit better every day that's it better man better athlete whatever it is it it is the easiest because it's it's way easier to take one step than it is to say i'm going to run a marathon and just and like what you said it's that compound effect you're going to look back years later and you're like man look how far i've gone just by taking one step every day it's it's I love that quote I love that mentality and uh I'm going to try my hardest to to continue to implement it in my life but uh but you're you're a great inspiration that way no it's, a, it's it's a
0: hard one it is hard because like you overlook it you overlook the small things when we just need to see them as wins mm-hmm. um and you you won't see it next week and you won't see it next month but in a year you will see it
1: yep yep. Brennan, do you have um do you have a favorite book or recent book that you may have been reading? I think last time I talked with you about this, you may have said that you're not a huge reader. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But uh, do you have any any books that uh, that you find inspiring or that maybe you're currently reading?
0: Yeah, sure. I'm not a reader. I definitely listen to them. Uh, so audiobooks, um, which I'm, I always say reading. And everyone's like, you don't, you don't fucking read. I'm like, no, I don't. It's fine.
1: Yeah, but I, I still think audiobooks count as a book. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's still a book, whether whether you're ingesting it via, you know, listening or physically reading. Oh,
0: if I had to read a book, I'm the worst dyslexic. It would take me about a year to get through a book. So (laughs) it's fine. Um, No, there's been a few, to be honest. I've um, I really like Happy Sexy Millionaire by Stephen Barnett. Mm. That was really good. Um, And hardly work or hardly working by Grace Beverly was very good. And our last one, um, I, oh, do you know, what? I'm a bit of a sucker for relentless. Um, so that was obviously the, um, oh, same guy coach, Michael Jordan, things like that. I've completely forgot his name. Um,
1: Oh, what is his name? Yeah. He, he's an amazing coach. Um, ironically, I haven't read any of those three books. So now I'm going to, I'm going to have to add those to my reading list. Well, thank you very much for inspiring me with, uh, with those books. I'll put the links to those in the show notes as well. Um, um, okay. What might be a recent lesson that you've learned, whether this be through a mistake or through a, a recent success? <sighs> oh, um, Cool. I pro- listen to your gut. Mm-hmm.
0: Listen to your gut. Um, I think a lot, it's that gut and that heart feeling sometimes that, you know, that I think sometimes you can get pulled aside and you get led down a certain route, but deep down there's this little voice and there's this little thing in your gut that says, it's just not the right thing for you. And it's not the right environment or it's not the right circle to be in or whatever that may be. Um, And you get caught up in a lot of bullshit in the world and things like that, and just like pull yourself back to your gut feeling and just stay true to that. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing that has given me a, a big epiphany epiphanies um, for sure that I've had to pull back to.
1: I absolutely love that, and and one thousand percent agree. And it it got me thinking. Um, I think when we're children, we actually probably trust our gut instinct a lot more. And then through adolescence and like young adulthood, I almost feel like we're trained to um, perceive things in a more factual way, in a more proven way, and therefore we we kind of like don't listen to our gut nearly as much. And then as we get older in life experience, and and we we realize either the mistakes or or things that have you know gone wrong when we knew that our gut instinct was telling us one thing but we listened to the so-called facts and went the other way that starts to train us to to recognize you know what that gut instinct truly is and it's almost like that for me anyway I I totally 1000% agree with listening to your gut instinct regardless what it is um cuz I think it's like the subconscious mind a little bit like which probably has more information, not probably, it definitely has more information than our conscious mind, and it's telling you things that maybe you aren't even taking into consideration of like, yeah, you shouldn't do this, or this isn't right for you at the moment, or whatever it might be. Um, And yeah, so anyway, I 1000% agree with listening to our gut. And and I also feel like it's it's one of those like... um, I don't even know kind of like froofy things. I don't even know if that's the right word, but like everybody thinks of it as like you know, some sort of eastern medicine witchcraft where they're like, "What? If you can't prove it, I'm not believing it." But it's like, trust me. There are your body is such an incredible device that there are things that we still don't understand about how this body works. So, if you get a, a gut instinct, I 1000% agree, listen to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's kind of like a bit like fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like, we know that it's hormonally, neurologically how we're built, but there's no evidence. and There's no real massive, like we know scientifically it exists, but it's different for everyone. And we react and respond differently. And there's a reason why they call the gut, the second brain. I think mm-hmm. our brain mm-hmm. overanalyzes a lot of things when we think about the worst case scenarios and we think about the best case scenarios. I'm like, what does your gut say? Just do that.
1: Yeah. Hey, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um Brandon, if today was your last day on Earth, and this is one of my favorite questions. If today was your last day on Earth and everything uh that you've that you've done, everything that you've built, your your podcast, your YouTube, your coaching, all your competitions, everything was to just go away with you. Go off into into you know next, next, uh, wherever we go next, but it's all gone. And, and all that you were left with was a piece of paper and a pen, and you could write down three truths. You could leave this for your friends, for your family, um, for future generations. What might your three truths be? Cool. Keep going. No matter what, keep going. hunt for happiness
0: mm. stay true to you
1: i love all three of those keep going hunt for happiness and stay true to you i am going to try to focus on implementing those into my day today uh again this this has been truly phenomenal. I absolutely love getting to talk with you. Um, Brandon, it's something that I try to do, being that I gain so much value from these interviews, from these conversations. Uh I try to give back as much as I can because I personally just gain so much from them. So uh w- what might be something that you are currently focusing on that I might be able to help you out with or or possibly even my listeners?
0: Cool. Um Honestly, I think just I think just share this podcast, to be honest, just share this episode as much as you can. Um, I think there's obviously some I think more so like with episodes like this, like, yeah, we can sit and talk about sports and the scientific breakdown of nutrition and training protocols and the anatomy of the human body. But a lot of it's irrelevant. Like, I think if the mind's not in the position to absorb the the information. Um, so I think actually we need to be in that position mentally to be able to absorb that information and we covered it. I think it's nice to talk about like the psychology because like anyone can achieve whatever they want in life, whatever that greatness, professional athlete and things like that to be a millionaire. But it's always our, our own mind that stops us. So it's the reason we get there. Um, so I think just sharing this podcast, because hopefully people can take away just a couple of little snippets. Like you, you can literally just, if it was just one quote, or if it was just like, oh, I can really relate to that. And cool. I think we can both say that our jobs are complete in that sense. Um mm-hmm. It's like at the end of the day, like, yeah, it could be like, yeah, go and join my coaching program. Cause it's fucking great. <laughs> um, but it's, it's nothing fancy. You just get to work with me one-to-one. That's the only difference. Um, But no, I think just share the podcast, honestly, like just share it and
1: enjoy it. Well, thank you. I definitely will share that and highly encourage everybody else out there you guys, are gaining value, please. If you guys could share this out with someone, um, for those uh out there that would love to uh continue on, follow your journey, reach out or connect, what might be the best way for someone to connect with you?
0: I think everyone says Instagram nowadays, don't they?
1: <laughs> it, it's for me, anyway, that is, yeah. So, yeah, you're right, yeah.
0: No, like honestly, like, um, Instagram is probably the easiest one. I think it's just my name, I think it is actually, I think it's just Brandon Hepburn, um, yeah, and then obviously yeah from there you'll know everything so instagram's easiest platform
1: (laughs) awesome i'll put links to all your stuff in the show notes as well for anybody that wants to reach out connect but please yeah go give them a follow like check them out there's so much incredible information that you share uh also check out your podcast because i find that uh extremely insightful and and great information there as well my final question of the day for you brandon what is your definition of awesome oh that's so hard awesome um
0: i think fulfillment Mm. like if if i'm really fulfilled that's pretty fucking cool um and i think fulfillment can come in many areas but there's certain things that fulfill you like again like training didn't fulfill me today because i didn't train but getting some work extra work done today brought me fulfillment so i think fulfillment can come in many different areas um but I think when you feel like your heart and your gut and your your head's a bit clearer, I think that's, I'd probably just say fulfillment. That feels pretty awesome. I'm probably just yeah. going off the date. Awesome probably might mean something else tomorrow. When I train, that was damn awesome. Um, but today I think it's just fulfillment.
1: That is awesome. I absolutely love it. Again, absolutely love our time together, this conversation. This is amazing for all of you guys out there like what uh, we spoke about earlier if you guys got value out of this please if you guys could share this because I certainly did and and I hope you guys did as well Um, and if you guys could also leave us a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts as that helps us uh, just build this community and collective as a whole and greatly appreciated by myself um, and I think the whole community as a whole as well so please if you guys could do that if you haven't left a rating and review yet Um, that would be amazing, that would be awesome, as we say a lot here on this show. And uh, again, please reach out to Brandon, check him out on Instagram, on social media, check out his podcast, and as always, I am Nick Troutman signing off, wishing you all a truly awesome day. Cheers, everybody.